And it was interesting because when I was thinking about this new series, I, I sent a, a few notes. Josh Seeds does all of our, our work right now for us. And uh, I thought I sent them transformed. And I was talking to him yesterday about this event. And and he came back with the word transform. And I thought, I started looking at that and I thought, oh, it's supposed to be transformed. But the more I began to think about it, I think I said, God, I think you helped Josh to make a simple mistake that I didn't want to change. Because when I think about this series, that word transform talks about the past. It's a past tense verb, transform. But when I saw transform, the present tense verb, I got excited about the idea of where I, where my prayer has been for this church and for this series, that I wanted God to transform us. I wanted it to be in the present tense. I wanted God to work in our life today. He is a God that has done great and mighty things. You can read the Bible from cover to cover, and an important theme will be this idea of God bringing transformation, how he took this world that was void and had nothing, how it was dark, and he transformed darkness into light, how he transformed void, and he brought it into a life-giving planet, how he took a, a nation of slaves and he transformed them into a mighty nation that took over this world, how God took a shepherd boy and he, the shepherd boy transformed an army who was filled with fear, and the shepherd boy transformed an army of fear into faith to go after the enemy. And we know Jesus Christ, how he transformed death into eternal life for all those that believe. And today, I believe that God is not done. I believe he, he is still transforming lives, and he still wants to transform you today. He wants to transform me today. He wants to transform our world today. I love that Jesus declared that he is the God of Abraham and Isaac and Jacob. He is the God of the living. He's the God of the now. He's not just the God who has done great things. He has done great things, but he is the God that is doing great things. He's the God that's active in our lives today. He didn't just do something for you before, but he can do something for you now. He is the God of the present. So I like this kind of uh, title to this series, Transform. The content of this series will come from the book of Romans. We're going to be studying the book of Romans through this series, and this morning's title is from foe to friend. Let me read from Romans chapter 1, verse 1 says this. Romans 1, chapter, verse 1 says, This letter is from Paul, a slave of Christ Jesus, chosen by God to be an apostle and sent out to preach his good news. God promised this good news long ago through his prophets and the Holy Scriptures. The good news is about his son. In his earthly life, he was born into King David's family line. And he was shown to be the son of God when he was raised from the dead by the power of the Holy Spirit. He is Jesus Christ, our Lord. Let's pray. Father, we thank you today that your word is living and active. That your word goes into the bone and marrow. It goes deep within our soul, and it begins to change us. It begins to transform us. It begins to take over our life. 
It begins to help us to have hope instead of fear. It begins to help us to see an opportunity instead of a problem. You begin to transform our word. Instead of being mad, we look to see to encourage others. Instead of being upset, we praise you. Instead of being frustrated, God, we're transformed into life givers. So, God, I pray that your word, again, will transform our lives by your spirit. So grateful for Jesus Christ, our Lord, who brought this series about. This series about because he died on the cross, because he was born in the line of David, he was able to take our sins to the cross, and he died for our sins, and he gave us the power. We have the power to be transformed because of Jesus. We sin, we disobey God. What you see in this world today is not God's fault. You cannot blame God for evil. You can't blame God for sickness. You can't blame God for the travesties of this world. We brought this upon ourselves. We have sinned against the Lord. But that is why Jesus died on the cross so that we could be transformed, so that we could have life, so that we could have hope. Somebody might say, well, why doesn't God just do it all? He desires that all will come to know Him. So we continue to live on this planet. And yes, we have to continue to fight through this life, but we have hope and we have a message to share. Time is winding down. You better believe in this. It's winding down. But we have hope and we have the peace and we have the power to see transformation take place in people's lives. So we thank the Lord that He's brought transformation. He has given us that hope that things can turn around. Things can change. Jesus changes everything. He can change it. He can take sorrow and He can give us joy. He can can take sadness and He can cause us to dance. He can do that in our lives. He can bring transformation today. Let's look at this word transform. The definition of transform, to change in composition or structure, to change the outward form or appearance of, to change in character or condition. I think we like this word, transform. I like this word, transform. Don't you like this word, transform? I like change. I like things changing, not staying the same. I like that we've got new carpet and we've got new flooring. And I'm sure when you walk up to your car, you think to yourself, I I think we need to change the composition of this minivan into a sports car. I want to see a transformation take place. We, We look in the mirror. I know when I look in the mirror and I begin to see the white hairs coming, Tara says, I mean, I say it's time to get a haircut. We want to change the appearance. We need to change things when we don't like what we see. When you walk into your office, you're like, oh boy, we need to change the character in this office. We need to change the hearts in here. We need to change the the conversation here. We like transformation. You know, as I was thinking about this series, I began to think about that old TV show, the Extreme, uh, uh, what was it called? Extreme Makeover Home Edition. Started in 2004. I couldn't remember the name, but I always remember the phrase "move that bus," and that's how I found it. I searched "move that bus" on the internet, and I got all the information about this show. It started in 2004, almost 18 years ago. 
I wasn't an avid watcher, but I did definitely enjoyed those shows. How many of you enjoyed them? I think we, we enjoyed those shows out there. You know, we enjoyed seeing, you know, a before and after. You know, you, they walked in the show and they, the team would walk in and they would say, oh boy, something's got to happen to this kitchen. We're going to transform this kitchen. We're going to make it into this. And they would walk into the bedrooms and they would share the stories of these people, what they were going through, or maybe why uh, their house needed to be updated. And we got joy out of seeing that because that was us. We walk into our house and we want to see things change. We want to see things different. We want to transform that. I don't like the way that looks. Let's change that. We like it. And over for over 200 episodes, America was captivated by this homes being transformed because we love to watch nothing turn into something. We love trash turning into treasure. We love things that are just not, not so good looking turn into beauty. We love when a house is taken and transformed. We love all the stories of the rags to riches stories. We love what we would call in sports the underdog story. Like a miracle on ice. When a group of college kids from America went up against the mighty Russians who dominated ice hockey. And right before our eyes, these group, this group of college kids were transformed into Olympic champions. And we still talk about that story today because it was amazing that they were transformed before our, our eyes and they took on the mighty Russians and they won. They beat them and they went on to win the gold medal. We love these stories. We love how these things take place. We love uh, the David versus Goliath story. Even our sports world will refer to David versus Goliath because we love it when the little puny guy begins to come up and he takes on the mighty giant and he's transformed into a mighty warrior and he takes down the giant. And the story of David, we love it. We love how a little shepherd boy is transformed into a mighty king that leads the kingdom of Israel. This nobody who was forgotten, not just by the world, but was forgotten by his brothers, was forgotten by Samuel, was even forgotten by his father. Everybody forgotten about him except God. And God took his life and transformed him and made him a mighty king. We love those stories. Because I don't know about you, but I've been forgotten before. I'm sure you've been forgotten before. And when we hear those stories, we're like, oh, God, thank you. Thank you that maybe everybody else forgot about me, but you have forgotten about me. We love these stories of transformation. We love it. But the best story of transformation, the greatest story is not David, a shepherd boy, turning into a mighty king. The best story is not when, you know, you see a worker all of a sudden becoming the owner of the company. It's not when it, you home make, extreme makeover comes to your house and takes your home and takes it and makes it into a palace. No. The greatest transformation is when you receive the gospel, when you accept the good news into your heart, and you accept it, and Jesus makes you a new person. And 2 Corinthians 5.17 says, Therefore, if anyone is in Christ, the new creation has come. The old has gone. The new is here. There is no greater story on earth when you accept the truth of Jesus Christ and the power of God makes you new again. Jesus wants to be born again. 
many times have you said, and I, I wish I could do that again. Oh, man, I, 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 I wish I could go back in time and say that a little bit different. I wish I would have made this decision back then. And I can tell you today that salvation, that's exactly what salvation does. Salvation gives us a do-over. We're able to be born again. We're able to start fresh. We're able to wipe off the chalkboard with the eraser and start fresh again. We're able to transform our darkness and bring light to it. We're able to transform our mistakes and bring life to them. We can take these, our life, our old nature. When Paul was talking about the old going away, he wasn't talking about an old kitchen sink or, or an old kitchen or an old car that we need to go to. It's a junkyard. He was talking about our old nature, our nature that's capable of taking you down a peak. And you slap, we want to slap back. Our old nature that thinks the worst of people. When you walk into the room and you start thinking, I don't think that person likes me. Oh, I think my boss doesn't like me. It's that old nature that just starts thinking negative and it starts thinking of the worst and how people don't like me and how I don't like my job and how I don't like them. It's our old nature that's easily frustrated and easily angered. It's our old nature that so easily worries and doubts and filled with fear. It's our old nature that is connected to sin and that in case leads to judgment. But the Bible says, the wages of sin is death. Our old nature needed to be punished. It needed to be punished by God because it sinned against Him. It had a death sentence connected to it. Jesus died on the cross for our sins. And he, Jesus declared, Father, forgive them because they do not know what they are doing. And He said, it is finished. The work of salvation is complete. The power to take our old life our power, the power to take our sin, our shortcomings, our problems, and the chaos we created, the power to transform it into a new life is here. The power to see that turn around is here so we can declare that sin, let it be moved out of my life. That old nature, let it be moved out of my life with all of its problems, with all of its shortcomings, with, with all of its deceit, with all of its chaos, with everything that it's caused, we can ask the Lord to move it out of our lives. We can ask God to make us new again. And in place of my old nature, I'm receiving a new nature made to reflect Christ, made to reflect His love, His mercy. I can receive a new attitude. I can have a new outlook in life. I can have a I can have a better way of saying things. I say that all the time to myself at home. I know what I want to say to Tara, but how do I say it nicely? How do I say it in a nice way? I know it wants to come out of my mouth right now. God, help me to say it in a nice way. I love the book of Proverbs. It says a soft answer turns away wrath. I can transform conversations. I can transform relationships. I can make them the best of the best, not because of who I am, but because of who He is. How I've allowed Him to work in my life. And so, God, give me that new nature. Make me a new person. I can tell you today the good news is that instead of breaking hearts, you can heal them. Instead of making somebody mad, you can help them. Instead of separating people, you can bring them together. 
The good news is today that God can transform you. He can transform your mind, your heart, your outlook in life. Instead of seeing people as different than you, you see that they need God just like you. You begin to see that God's made them in His image, and you begin to have a compassion for them instead of being frustrated with them. God, the good news is, is that God can transform our life. And our life now, our life is not headed. Our life is not headed to the grave. Did you know that today? Jesus, when you accepted Christ, your, your path has been transformed. Your ultimate goal has been transformed. You're not headed to the grave. You're headed to an abundant life with God. You're headed to eternal life with Jesus Christ. Therefore, you have no worries. You have no doubts. There is no other transformation like salvation. The gospel is the greatest transformation story. The gospel is the greatest story of transformation on earth. So you can wake up every day of your life. And everything can fall apart. Just like Job. Job, he lost his children. He lost his livelihood. He lost his property. He lost everything that he built up. He lost it all. He literally lost everything. And yet Job declared, the Lord gives and the Lord takes. Blessed be the name of the Lord. It's now for you and I today because of salvation. Our life can be falling apart, but we can still rejoice in the Lord because we have salvation. We have been transformed from an old nature to a new nature made in the image of Christ. We have, you've, you've been accepted by God. You've been accepted into His kingdom. This is the greatest rags to riches story ever. Because you owed a debt you could not pay. You owed something you could have never worked off. There was no idea you could have came up with. There was no schooling or degree that you could have gotten, that you could have received, that could have given you the power to remove the death sentence over your life or the sin. There was nothing you could do to remove the sin. But Jesus offered you a gift, a gift of salvation. That's why the Bible says the wage of sin is death, but the gift of God is eternal life through Jesus Christ our Lord. He offers you a gift, and when you receive that gift, you become, you were the poorest of the poor, but then you become rich in Jesus, and you're so rich in Jesus that even Forbes magazine can't compute how much you're worth because your riches are in Christ, they're eternal. They're forever and ever. Through this series, we're going to talk about how God has transformed our lives. He's transformed us. He's made us a new creation. Does our world need to be transformed? Does our country need to be transformed? Does our policies, does our education system, does our economic system, does our system, do those things need to be transformed? I believe we've all seen it. We need a change. We need, we need, we need your nature. And I'm not proclaiming Jesus Christ as the answer. I'm not proclaiming a, a political party. I'm not proclaiming any one particular policy. I'm proclaiming that Jesus Christ is the answer. He is the one who changes everything. He's the one that transforms us. And that is my prayer. Because it's easy to answer those questions about the world and about our country and about our city and about things around us. How about our life? Do I need to transform? Yes. I need 
to change me and I need to change in my life. You may say, well, I thought you said that the old is gone and the new comes. That is true. But on this side of heaven, we have to battle and work at that. We do receive a new heart when we accept Jesus into our life. But there are times that the dirt and grime get into our life. And we have to work at being a disciple of Christ. We have to work at keeping this old nature. We, the power of God removes our old nature, but it wants to keep coming back. And we have to keep working. We have to keep saying, God, help me transform my life. And that's why I've been saying it and I continue to say it. You need to be in God's Word and read it daily. So that that old nature doesn't have the power to come back. When you put the Word of God and you, you pray and activate that Word through prayer, that old nature will not be able to come back because you are allowing the new nature, you're allowing that new life to shine, you're allowing that new life to take over, you're allowing that new life to be lived out through you. You need that transformation in your life. And when God begins to transform us, we'll see that transformation arise. Any problem you have right now, somebody or some place or something, the answer always comes through, even if it's it's a cute phrase, but it's so true. Be the change you want to see. It starts with you. If you want to see something different, if you want to see something different in this church, start with you. You want to see something different at your work, start with yourself. You want to see something different done in America, start with you. And I pray that in my life. I do want to see things change. I don't want them to remain the same. So I seek the Lord. I say, God, help me. Make me a new person. Make me a better person. Make me more. Change me. Transform me, Lord. We're going to believe for that. Next week, we're going to talk about the Apostle Paul. How he went from clay to clay. Today, I'm going to end this message, and we're going to take communion. I'm going to invite the worship team to we're going to celebrate the power of God to transform with communion. We're going to celebrate that God wants to take our sin. If, if you do not allow God to take your sin, it will lead you to guilt. It will lead you to more sin. It will lead you to more problems. It will ultimately lead you to death. Jesus wants to take that sin out of your life. He wants to transform it into forgiveness. He wants to forgive you. And that's what communion is all about, is remembering that transformation in our life, the, the forgiveness that He offers us. Maybe today it's weakness. We can bring our weaknesses to Him. We deal with temptation every day. I, I, I just shared with you our old nature, and we're going to be talking about our old nature through the book of Romans. But our old nature wants to keep coming back. It wants to take over our life again because we're in this flesh. We're in this body right now. And it wants to take over again. It's been nurtured and it's been, and it's received, a, and it's, it's its own nature to take over and to commit sin. And so sometimes we're weak. But Paul said this. He said, in my weakness, I'll boast all the more in my weaknesses for when I am weak, 
then I am strong. We can say, God, take my weaknesses and make them our strengths, our pain, our burdens. God wants to take all of our, our burdens. He wants to take our whatever we're worried about today. Would you stand? We're going to sing a song first. We're going to just allow God to speak to our hearts, to speak to our lives as we prepare to take communion. Lord, would you just begin to speak to us, God? Would you begin to transform us? Would you begin to work in our life? And thank you, God, that you make this a personal relationship. People don't have to serve you through me. People don't have to serve you through a church. We can all come to you, Lord. So this morning, we come to you. We come to you in our hearts and our lives. We open our heart up to you.